0: Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman, and our next guest is Dr. Frederick Joseph, founder and CEO of Surgeons Lab AG. Welcome to Radio Entrepreneurs.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. It's my pleasure.
0: It's a pleasure having you on. I, I, I must say you're probably the first guest that we've had visiting us from Switzerland. So welcome to, uh, to the U.S.-based version of, or I guess, the international version of Radio Entrepreneurs, but nice to have a guest in Europe. So, Thank you. So Thank tell, you our, so much. Yeah. tell our listeners about, uh, about your company and what it is that you do.
1: Um, so the Surgeon's Lab is, uh, is in the brain medical simulation uh, business. So we are a metric company based out of here in Switzerland. Uh, it's a spin-off from the University Hospital and the University of Bern, uh, which is the capital of Switzerland. Uh, it, it, it originated basically with, uh, with an unmet clinical need uh, for, for finding a better solution to train uh, neurosurgeons for complex brain surgeries. So it was uh, it was uh, it was an unmet need where it actually came up uh, developing a product uh, which is in the market right now.
0: So um, you know historically, I guess uh, training has been on cadavers, um, and obviously there must be. I, you know, not having gone through the medical profession, but having a late father and grandfather who were both surgeons, um, and a budding, hopefully, doctor one day, and my daughter, um, I understand that you know, you can only dissect a cadaver so many times, right? I mean, if you're in particular, I would imagine if you're dealing with the brain. So, does your product uh, allow things to have greater longevity or to use things for longer periods of time? Is that one of the needs that it creates or, or solves in the market?
1: Exactly. Uh, you know, uh, for, first, more uh, uh, the cadavers cannot be used for brain brain surgery uh, mm-hmm. training because you know these these pathologies what you see in the brain cannot be found on cadavers, uh, and um, more extensively, cadavers cannot be reused. Our models can be reused, and uh, it is not a virtual reality simulation. It is, a, I would say, it is a mix of all. It is a physical reality simulation. We replicate the physiological properties. Of uh, patient-specific anatomy, including the disease in a brain, be it a tumor or a, an uh, intracranial aneurysm, which leads to later a stroke. Uh, so today, the residents who are trying to become a neurosurgeon uh, just goes on the first day of their residency, just stand next to the surgeon. Um, wondering what to do and this is how the day they, they complete years of residency for up to 7 years goes until the day they touch a patient you know so we, we are bringing in here an experience that a resident can have like have it like a small uh, mission in front of them in their in the hospital uh, getting exposed to realistic exercises such that uh, the, the 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 process of uh, getting an hands on skill gets much more easier now,
0: are, are you a neurosurgeon? What is what is your background that uh, that brought you no, to the need or?
1: Uh... Uh, my PhD is uh, focused on neurosurgery. My focus, uh, so I'm I'm technically background. I have a technical background, and uh, my focus on the PhD was on neurosurgery. My co-founder is a neuro full board-certified neurosurgeon. So we both started working together, and that's where uh, the solution came. In.
0: So, what what is the um, material? Are, are, is it an, a, a molded product? Is that is that the way it, it is? And so, it's I, I would imagine it's three dimensional, uh, correct? And it's,
1: it's yeah, it's a four four dimensional. I would say because uh, so we, the process starts with an uh, CT MRI scan of a patient, where we use this data to replicate a three dimensional. Uh, um replica I would say uh, which is not only just a solid object, it was, uh, it has also all the perfusion in it, they have a blood flow in it, which is something I would say that's the that's a unique uh, selling point of surgeon's lab. Uh, it is a, you, you you will wonder when you are seeing the simulator that whether it is a 3D object or a 4D object, we say there is also life and time involved uh, when you are doing a procedure. Very basically, if you do some of these procedures uh, wrong, uh, the system will also alert you that uh, the training or the, the steps that you make in the approach is, uh, is completely uh, needs needs a, needs a correction, I would say.
0: And 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 in the real life, fatal uh, potentially. Exactly. Exactly. So it it sounds a lot like and, and I you know I don't mean to draw a parallel, but for our listeners perhaps like a flight simulator, you know, where the alarms go off when you're making mistakes, um, and it's a, a great training tool. Now, um, it, it, where do you envision, or or how much time would you envision? Um, a, a resident to be utilizing uh, the the model um, simulator is the simulation versus um, perhaps uh, the old model. You know, standing next to a neurosurgeon and observing. Um, you know, what what is the what is the amount of time in one, in one milieu versus the other? See, uh, today uh, a
1: neurosurgeon uh, who is trying to become a neurosurgeon. Uh, Rarely he finds a workshop uh, for a couple of days. He travels around for congresses where he tries to try to learn some of the basic uh, techniques in neurosurgery. Here he, he spends maybe a couple of days or uh, maybe he goes uh, for three or four different conferences in a year. Uh, but um, but with our system, I would say uh, he uh, he or she can use as many as times they want. Uh, each of the model that we have is uh, uh, can be reused for nearly twenty times. So until you you make the make the patient die, you know, if you do something really fatal, you you cannot use them anymore. You have to re. Uh, we uh, exchange the cartridges. We call this uh, the neuro neuropod. For example, uh, the, the the portion of the deceased head is called as a pod, and uh, um, you you bring them into the neuro doc and you try to
0: train uh, whatever procedure you want. Um, yeah, and is this a is, is is your model is your vision that the model would be um, a, a, every um, resident in neurosurgery would have one, or is it every hospital would have one, every medical school would have one? What's what's the vision for how the product would be rolled out? Ideally, one on every desk, right? (laughs) I would, I would not say uh,
1: that that is something uh, even possible. I have to be very realistic. The goal or the vision I see here is every medical school should have a one. Um, So, uh, not not at least one. You know, it depends on at least one per. uh per account of 10 or 5 residents. Uh, if there is like 50 residents at a medical school, at least should have five of our simulators. And uh, on a long run, we are also planning to use this uh, simulator for a patient-specific training. You know, even experienced neurosurgeon uh, today face difficulty in planning and training these uh, patient-specific cases because uh, in a neurosurgical procedure, usually 30-40% of the time is spent just only on investigation, opening your brain and trying to see whether the implant fit well uh, or not. So we are trying to solve this by just having uh, a pre-operative training even for the neurosurgeons, uh, experienced neurosurgeons. So the long yeah. vision, I would say to also have it in, in every neurosurgical centers um, such that patient specific training can also take place. We ultimately save patient uh, life and patient safety is achieved.
0: And, and to your point, um, uh, I, I know that the less time somebody spends on the operating table, the better in general. So I would imagine, um, you know, your model is hopefully going to cut down on the exploratory aspect of, of, uh, of what's going on within neurosurgery. Exactly. Uh, very- very fascinating. Uh, tell us what stage you're at. Uh, I know, you're, as you said, you're a Swiss-based company. Um, you've got some exciting news coming up in the, in the summer for your company. Uh, are you you're in clinical trials, through clinical trials? Uh, does your uh, product require clinical trials? Tell, tell us about that.
1: We have recently finished uh, a study uh, on pay resident training. So, uh, with the study very clearly, it's also published. It very clearly says that there is a learning curve if a resident is trying to get uh, trained on the simulator. Uh, so, this is already finished, and we are on market. We are uh, we are trying to we are already selling it to some of the hospitals. We have some customers here in Switzerland, and we are also we got some good traction in the US, and uh, we are also. Um, uh, doing a product launch uh, this summer uh, in the US, I would say. So we are going on a roadshow. We are partnering together with P Brown uh, on, a, on a truck, uh, try taking our simulator more to uh, more than 40 different hospitals across the US, uh, in France, starting this July 2021. Mm-hmm. And, so it uh, must be
0: interesting when you guys check in at the airport, and they say, "Do you have anything in your bag?" And we said, "Just, just a brain, just a model of a." <laughs> <laughs> Probably Yes. yeah. And, exactly. and and is is it a highly um? Just you know, thinking about the product itself, is it highly portable? Um, you know, is is it? It's it, very is, compact. Is it... Yeah. So it it's mimics a human brain in in size, and you know, as as. Uh... It's very handy, I would say. It can carry it in your hands. Excellent. Yeah. Um. What, uh, is this your first foray into uh, being an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah. uh, Yes, I'm the I'm a second generation entrepreneur. Uh, My family has an entrepreneurial background, but I'm I'm this is my first company. I would say.
0: So, so I guess one of the questions that we like to ask on radio entrepreneurs because we're all about you know entrepreneurs learning from entrepreneurs and creating a a knowledge base. What are some of the the lessons that you would impart? uh, Some of the some of the things that surprised you on this journey, and I I suspect it's it's been a long one. But uh, tell us some of the things that uh, lessons learned, if you will. I would say, especially being a medtech entrepreneur, you know, the,
1: the 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 time you take for the whole process is not very easy. You don't get results that fast. You know, you don't you don't have to find something, invent, go go get feedback from a from a surgeon or a doctor. And in order to give, put that on a on a market, you need a very long approval process. Then you have to go for steady trials. You may come across a lot of uh, unexpected outcomes which <laughs> you might might not uh, expect. Uh, so there will be a lot of failures, uh, be be uh, getting a product to the market or with uh, collecting out, bringing all the resources together. You know, it's cho- just all about passion, being an entrepreneur, and that to being a tech entrepreneur. You have to, you have a very good feeling that you know your invention is going into the market and uh, going to start serving a community at last. You know, viably. Uh, i i have this in me for example i'll be very i'll, I'll be the most happiest person uh if one of my inventions uh, is getting um... Getting a patient uh, cured or a uh, diagnosed, you know. So this is something uh, which keeps you running and uh, never give up. Uh, that's something I would say. You know, you will have. For me, I, I have like thousands of problems every day. Maybe like tens of good news. <laughs> so only really tens. Sure. You know, the you be an optimist. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So there should be an inner energy in you that should push you uh, every day. You know, every minute. I would say that. So you will have probably like once in two hours, a good news, but every new minute you'll have a bad news. So that should be, uh, that should be uh, uh, an energy, the inner energy that you should be optimistic to keep your things running.
0: So great, great insight and, and great wisdom uh, being shared. Uh, optimism, uh, um, you know, positive energy, and making sure that you're in it for the long haul because you're gonna, there's gonna be a lot of obstacles in your way. Yeah, always,
1: always see if there is, you know, I I will always see from the end, you know,
0: where where I am, I
1: start to imagine, dream where I'm going to be, If my product is going to serve a patient, and I start from there. So that actually puts uh, energy up, I would say.
0: Excellent. Our our guest has been Dr. Frederick Joseph, founder and CEO of Surgeons Lab. Uh, Dr. Joseph, people want to get in touch with you. What's the best way for them to reach you?
1: Um, I'm always accessible 24 cross 7 via LinkedIn, so please search me on LinkedIn and get Uh, reach me out. I'm happy to stay in contact for any collaborations.
0: Excellent. Our guest has been Dr. Frederick Joseph of uh, Surgeon's Lab. It's been a pleasure having you on Radio Entrepreneurs and we wish you all the best with your upcoming roadshow in the U.S. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll be right back with another guest on Radio Entrepreneurs.